and welcome back to another episode of Civil Discord, your weekly dose of radical curiosity. As always, I will, I mean, not as always, as most of the time, I am your host down here in the Republic of Texas, where we are one of, I want to say, five or six states that are at a moderate level of COVID transmission. Um, we're not quite on uh, Florida and uh and I don't know where the other state is. I can't remember the other state. We're not quite on their terms as far as transmission rates, but we're doing better than that the, out there in the People's Republic of California, where our supreme overlord of liberty is, Miss Amanda. Amanda, how's it going? It's going all right. We do have, by the way, it's, it's so interesting that we, we don't hear about Florida when Florida's doing okay, do we? Right. No, uh, never. Yeah. No, 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 no. Just, just when they got a, the bad outbreaker. Right. Uh, yeah. So Gavin with the good hair, by the way, just want to update everyone because we were really worried last week about we his good hair. He hadn't we been were. seen. Uh, he has made an appearance since then, okay. uh, which is really good. By the way, I, we still don't know why he was out. There are people who had the theories about Bell Palsy. There are people with theories about uh, GBS, which is kind of a more prolonged version of, of Bell Palsy. Okay. If it's, it doesn't, surely does not seem like it was GBS if, it, if he had a vaccine side effect because GBS would be much longer in duration. Okay. Um, his story is that his kids didn't want him to miss Halloween and they had an intervention because he was going to miss Halloween. So I'm just reporting the statements that were made by Gavin with the good hair. Halloween in his household, evidently, this is a quote, is bigger than Christmas. So uh, very important for Gavin with the good hair and his family. So that's that's what's going on here. You go away. He was he was gone for what a week? Uh, he was, no, it's more. It's about uh, oh. 10, 11 days or so. Oh, so nearly two weeks you were out because your kids had an intervention in your life. For Halloween again, hey, you know what? Um, I, I can't say he's been pro- he hasn't been proven to be a liar because he has been. But give people the benefit of the doubt if he's coming out saying that it's his kids and that they had an intervention and Halloween is is, is the biggest holiday that they celebrate. Then by all means, let them do that. I, I don't understand why you would need to go away for two weeks for Halloween, mainly because it's only a one day thing. But hey, you know. Mm, Maybe it maybe that coincided. Maybe he celebrates All Saints Day, which is he the might. day after Halloween, and then maybe he celebrates the Dia de los Muertos. Maybe that's why the the long duration of things. Maybe that's why Halloween's a big deal because they do all 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 three or four of those festivities. Okay, and we okay. do love dressing up in California, so right. Halloween is 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 really a big deal. It's just a right. time when it's like normal for us to look like we always do. So it, <laughs> I I guess I kind of get that. Like I guess I don't know, I don't know. Um, but but anyway, it it on like for real because I said this last episode, and I'll say it again. I don't wish any harm on anybody. Right. It is it is good to see that he is actually alive and well. And by good, I don't necessarily mean like it's great and I I love seeing him. It's good that he's not dead, and that um, because I will never rejoice in anybody's death. Um, right. You, mm, Mm. I will rarely rejoice in anybody's death. I, I, I can, I can't think of it off the top of my head right now. But I'm pretty sure if there's a specific person in a specific time that happens to pass away, I probably like you know what? It's 
the world is better off because this person was a completely horrible person that was killing a bunch of people and so forth. Maybe slightly different. Now, depending on who put them to death, it's completely different. But I'm getting off on a tangent. Sorry. Sorry. Reel it back in, Maurice. Reel it back in. Um, Before we get into the big, big news that everybody's talking about, if you did not know what I was referencing at the very intro of the show, the CDC came out with some numbers and you know how everybody was hating on Florida and everybody was hating on Texas and they're hating on all these little, um, I think it was Georgia. Georgia was the other state that's, 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 that's at the same rate as Florida. Um, literally all these Southern states that everybody's hating on, Oh, they're not wearing masks. They're doing this, that, the other Well, The CDC came out with a, um, like from the C no, was it CDC? I think it was CDC came out with an actual map of the United States to show the different levels of COVID transmission within the states. Red is like severely high. And then you have like an orange states, which, which, which are like kind of moderate. And then you have like the yellow, which is like the below levels, so forth. Not quite out the clear, but pretty close. Florida, go figure, is literally doing the best out of all 50 states outside of Georgia. I, I don't know exactly where Georgia is as far as as far as I'm concerned, but Georgia and Florida are one and two. One and two in the entire United States. All 50 states, that's including Alaska, <laughs> that's including Hawaii, places that are not connected to to uh to to US via land. Um and then Texas is in that second tier, which is very close to Florida as far as things go. So um don't take don't take my word for it. Go on the CDC website. You can look at all that stuff. It's just, it's just more, and maybe it's just confirmation bias from my part. Um, it very well could be, but I'm willing I'm willing to admit that that hey, probably been right this whole time about <laughs> about how things work and how viruses work. Like this is nothing new. Um, but uh, but go check that out. It's on the CDC website. Um, I'm I pretty sure that they're going to be happy that we are giving them more hits oh, um, yes. on a daily basis. Because we're telling our, our listeners to go and check out their website, cdc.gov, and that that information is there. But because COVID is old news, at least for the past week, COVID has been old news. Um, there is this trial that is going on that for something that people may have forgot actually happened last right. year. There was a city that was burning, um, like legit burning. There are mm-hmm. several of them, to be yes, fair. Several as of they, them. As yes, they you're say, right. to be fair. <laughs> yes. Several silly cities, um, several, I, 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 man, I'm probably double digits. I would say um, mine was cities. yeah. my no, my new one is my old one was <laughs> my, if it was a city, even if it was a small town, because so for me, Kenosha is not a city and I'm sorry, right. I, it's not an insult to Kenosha. I just don't right. consider it a city. For me, a right. city is a place that has large population right. and uh, very high property taxes. Right. But uh, yes. So, and, and but yeah. To, to, yeah, but go on. No, no. It, it's so the, the, and there was a young man, a young gentleman who decided to go help the, um, the area in which his father lived, um, which, which he testified to and so forth. That's where his father lives, where, that's where his father lives, where his father's from. And long story short, I want to say two people end up dead. One person gets his bicep shot off. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's now on trial for two murder charges and attempted murder, possession, illegal possession of a firearm, um, all, all kinds of things that the prosecution can, cry, can try to drum up 
as far as charges against him. But this young young man's name, if you haven't realized it yet, is Kyle Rittenhouse, who is now 18. He was 17 yes. at the time this happened, but he is now 18 and he is currently on trial for a lot of things. Now, uh, and um, Amanda has been following this a lot closer than I have um, due to a lot of things, and mainly because this is the only thing that's been in the news um, all week. And it's, it, all I can hear is TikTok. And, and I'm no <laughs> subject matter expert, and, but I do watch more than 45, 45 second clips that are on um, TikTok or the two minute clips that are on Twitter and so forth. So, Amanda, kind of give us a, a, a little rundown as to what's happening in this lovely trial. Sure. And to be fair, again, as they say at the trial, uh, you, you, you have seen uh, you, you see you've seen quite a bit of it. So, um, you know, we're not going into this blind here. We were talking before the show. Um, but yes, I hear it. I hear it when I'm talking. That's how much I've been watching it. If you can hear it in my voice. Yes, this is this is I, I have a residual Chicago accent, but it's now picking up the it's picking up the, the Wisconsin as well. And I can hear myself and I'm going to try to not do it. Um, so the charges are now uh, there. There are four counts technically for homicide. There is uh, negligent homicide. And there's first degree intentional homicide. So for each person who was killed, there are two separate homicide charges. Mm -hmm. uh, weirdly, you ha they're each one of them negates the other, right? So if you have intentional homicide, you can't really be performing negligent homicide. Negligent, you would have to have um, reckless disregard for human life. You right. wouldn't care whether someone lived or died. If it's uh, intentional homicide, but it's first degree homicide, then you are trying to kill someone, which is if you pay attention to the prosecutor's questioning of, of Kyle, uh, he switches midway. At first he says, everyone you killed, you, you intended to kill. And then he switches to, you didn't care whether they lived or died. So that's when he's trying to prove both. Right. Um, they have also included a lesser charge, which is reckless endangerment of, interestingly, Richie McGinnis, who is more sympathetic to Kyle Rittenhouse, but because he was standing behind uh, the first person who was killed, uh, Rosenbaum, technically he was in the line of fire, although he was not shot. Right. Uh, I believe, and I will correct myself if I'm proved wrong, I believe they are not including the uh, gun charge because of that there is a loophole in Wisconsin that allows you, if you are under 18, to be carrying a hunting rifle. Mm -hmm. um, he also never took uh, a firearm across state lines right. and he's not going to be charged for violating curfew because the officers were explicitly told not to be arresting anyone for violating mm -hmm. curfew that night. Good for um, them. Yeah. So uh, there, there were, there are a few, uh, lesser included offenses that were in there. So yes, this, this trial has been very interesting because I, like you, Maurice, wasn't very, I think immediately after uh, it happened immediately after the shooting happened. I think I watched one video and I didn't really follow it. I don't tend to watch videos where people are killed. It's kind of a respect for the dead thing. I actually haven't right. watched the George Floyd death video. Yeah, never. Um, I never will. As I, if I die, I don't want people watching my death. It just, right. I, I don't. So just let the record show that. Um, <laughs> but, I will make note of that. I will make yes. sure. No, -uh, no. Right. She requested. She requested this. So you're not doing it. We're not profiting off of off of this. Okay. None Go somewhere else with that. None of that. 
so I didn't really follow it. And because of that, I, I think like a lot of people who were in my general bubble, I didn't know the race of the people who were killed. Um, I did not know that Kyle lived partly in Kenosha, worked in Kenosha. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know several elements of of this of this trial so the way that it's played out is there were that the first person who was killed was named uh was his last name was rosenbaum i believe it's joseph rosenbaum um but rosenbaum uh was so this is a the series of events as we can kind of pick them out kyle rittenhouse is trying to get back to the place where he had, he alleges he was told to help guard um, and invited by the business owner. He alleges there's dispute over that. Mm. He was trying to get back there because he had been putting out fires previously. And then he was called to go put out another fire. And then he was started. Well, first he was, he was called to put out another fire. He's walking and a man whose last name is Zeminski fires a gun into the air which prompts a chase between rosenbaum rosenbaum begins chasing rittenhouse uh throws something at him earlier that evening uh, rosenbaum had threatened to kill rittenhouse if he found him alone twice and he was also dragging a chain up and down the street so what kyle alleges is that he thought it might be the chain that he was throwing right kyle rounds on him shows him the gun and what it looks like is rosenbaum moves for the gun rittenhouse fires Mm -hmm. at which point rosenbaum's hand grabs the barrel of the gun rosenbaum fires i believe three more shots or no two more shots but there were uh, yes rittenhouse fires yes yes two more shots goes and kind of pauses over his body he's testified he thought about he was trying to render aid a mob swarms him he takes off in the other direction right at which point he's caught up to by a guy who attempts to kick him in the face or, or he does kick him in the face mm-hmm. rittenhouse fires a shot it doesn't hit kick jump guy which is what they're actually calling him in the courtroom <laughs> Do- doesn't hit kick jump guy then Another young man, well, I guess he's not that young. Another man named Huber comes at him with a skateboard, doesn't just wave the skateboard at him, actually hits him with the skateboard. Mm. It, skateboards are heavy. So yes. he, hits, he hits them, he hits him in the neck or the head. You can't really tell by the video. Right. Rittenhouse falls to the ground. And then Huber starts trying to take off his gun because he's got it attached via a strap. Mm. Uh, Rittenhouse then fires at Huber, killing him. Then we have a, a gentleman named Gage Grosskreutz. It's Grosskreutz, everyone. He's said Grosskreutz <laughs> on the stand. There seems to be a competition to see who can mispronounce his name the worst. Right. So far, the winner is Grosskreutz. Okay. <laughs> Grosskreutz. He comes up, and he, I had to watch the video a couple times, but he actually fakes him out. He's yes. holding a weapon, and you, you saw this too. He's he's yes. holding a Glock. Initially, he has his hands up. He puts his hands up where he's holding the Glock in his right hand. Mm-hmm. Then Rittenhouse lowers his weapon. He's got it low, ready, kind of at the ground. Right. Then he takes a uh, Grosskreutz takes a step back, and then moves toward him 
with his right arm cutting across his body so that his gun is pointed at Rittenhouse. Right. And then as Grosskreutz admitted on the stand, it was at that moment that Rittenhouse fired into his bicep. Right. So that's a series of events as, as we have them. The question is, was this self-defense? Man. So um, I... I, I've, I've got to remember to take my my ANCAP hat off, right? And 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 have the the legal hat on. As far as like we're in the United States, we have laws and things that we need to make sure that we adhere to, and so forth. Because my ANCAP hat would say, "Look, the guy was requested to come down here protect property because that's what it's about." Um, this guy was literally coming after this man. Hey, you know what? fire some shots off mob is attacking him firing some more shots off end of story like you know it is what it is but because there are nuances to everything um the the defense is trying to to prove that Kyle initiated a conflict as opposed to the conflict the coming to him prosecution's trying to prove that yes yes yeah, my, yeah. My, yes my apologies yes yeah. prosecution is trying to prove that he initiated the conflict as opposed to him acting in self-defense. So him actually pointing a gun at somebody who was not going to harm him, harm him initiates is initiating conflict. And why is he going around putting out fires, carrying a firearm if he's not trying to initiate conflict? So mm -hmm. the, the, the prosecution is, is going, is going with that. And, and I, and I see that a lot on, um, on, on, on social media. Like he's, you know, well, well, why are you pointing a gun at somebody? Why are you pointing a gun at somebody? And it's just like, well, I can give you a lot of reasons why I would I would point a firearm at somebody. Um, most of them would be with the intent to to stop the threat. Mm -hmm. If a threat was happening, that would be the only reason why I, th that's the only reason why. But there are a lot of different reasons as to why I would need to stop a threat. So um, looking at everything and me being the the very. Um, legal expert that went to Harvard Law and 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 did everything that I needed to do, and so forth. Um, I don't think the the prosecution helped their case with 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 the route that they're going. I I don't think the the fact that they put this guy on the stand and he admitted to actually advancing toward Rittenhouse with a firearm, and that's the only time the Rittenhouse fired at him. So th that to me as a juror would say, okay, so Rittenhouse has established even he's shot two other people. And even now he's, he's only trying to, he's trying to run. He's doing all these things. And even when you had your hands up, he didn't fire at you. It was only at the moment in which he, you advanced toward him with your firearm is where he said, okay, you are now a threat again. Here you go. And so I don't think the, the defense helps it help themselves with that at all. And I and I'm sorry, the prosecution helped helped. I keep mixing mixing those up. And even the prosecution, when um when the guy said it on the stand, literally did a face palm, yeah, put his hand, his his head in his hand, and was just like, Oh my gosh, like I cannot believe that that was literally just said on the stand. Um, all things being considered, again, I don't from from my in in my opinion as far as what i've seen and how and how he's acted even even in the, this this also could be because i i had my mind made up prior to this trial going so i i'm trying to have an open mind but to me 
in the way back when it seemed like self-defense, even now, as as I'm as I'm watching the 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 different parts that I'm watching, to me it's st- it still seems as self-defense. It still seems as this guy was not intentionally trying to hurt anybody. He was he was out there trying to protect himself in the business. He had medical kit on him. So that that just shows like, hey, I'm not I have no intent to hurt anybody. I'm here to render aid and protect myself if need be. Um, and so and I believe um, I, I don't know if he's testified to this, but uh, there were there were other people in that area. Mm-hmm. As far as the communication going, they were literally going from place to place to render aid to other people yeah. who needed who, who needed things. He had talked about, you know, going around and putting out fires and he had talked about do like helping out the community in which you would want somebody who when your city is burning to help the, to help out the community. Even though the prosecution was asking him, "Why do you think it's your job to go around and do this?" And Kyle had a great response like, "That's my community." Like, yeah. I don't my when your community's burning, you don't just let it burn, you try to help out. Um and and so so I think from everything that that I've seen, and again, I've only seen bits and pieces. I haven't watched the full extent opening. I haven't watched opening arguments. I haven't watched all of that. Um, but from what I've seen, it still comes across to me as self defense. Mm. Yeah. It was, so what's interesting is that I didn't have my mind made up before I started watching this. And in fact, if anything, I was probably slightly more tilted to the prosecution mm. uh, because I hadn't been following it. I right. I think I I. I didn't really have an opinion formed because I'd seen so little of the footage, but mm-hmm. I think I was probably, I probably would have articulated my position as I, yeah, the deaths were maybe self-defense in the moment, but he seems to have gone running toward, he was trying to be a vigilante because I, I right. did not know. Right. And then seeing the footage, hearing the questioning, which it seems, by the way, as though the prosecution did not know what their own witnesses were going to say. Right. Which is always just a really bad strategy. I, I Definitely. mean, whether you, whether you, it, it's, you prep your witnesses, you right. do, even if you right. have the most genuine witness in the world, you prep them because yep. you need to, first of all, you need to prep them for cross-examination and you also prep them because you need them to say the right things and not use the wrong phrases. Cause exactly. there are certain kiss of death phrases that you can't say like, yes, I was pointing my weapon at Kyle when he <laughs> fired the gun. Uh, no, I did not have an active concealed carry permit when I was concealed carrying my Glock. Um, thing, things like that. Right. You know, so, so, so that was, that was the one thing. And as you bring up, um, the question is, did Rittenhouse provoke, uh, the, the initial chase, right? And the prosecution has now moved to say, Based on this enhanced drone footage, we have an image of Rittenhouse pointing his gun at Zeminski, uh, who's not involved in the chase, but who then, you know, fires his gun in the air, shouts, mm-hmm. get him, get him, and then uh, Rosenbaum goes after him. Now, first of all, if that were true, that would be provocation in the moment. However, because then Rittenhouse flees, right. he doesn't pursue, then by Wisconsin law, he has then re, you know, reacquired his right to self-defense. Exactly. If he were to just stay there, point his gun at someone, and then someone else advances and he fires, it's not self-defense. Right. If he points his gun, then he runs away, then he does again 
However, that's neither here nor there, really, because the the footage that they are attempting to introduce and have introduced, in fact, into evidence that allegedly shows Rittenhouse pointing his gun. First of all, it's so blurry that you can't tell. You you because I've looked at it, I can't even tell that there are people. The only reason that I know that it's people is because then I, I compare it with uh, ground footage from immediately after. Wow, it, it's very bad. And, but so they but say, yeah, yeah, it's enhanced. And so it's, but you can't, you can't uh, go beyond reasonable doubt from this, this enhanced footage at all. Right. You can't even go beyond reasonable doubt that it's not a person. Um, the problem with the enhanced footage though, and this was something, this was a case that the defense, the, an objection that the defense raised very badly. And so initially when they raised it, I thought that doesn't make any sense. This is dumb. Mm-hmm. The defense claimed that enhanced footage is not a true and accurate representation of the original footage, and it's not a true and accurate representation of the event that's captured by the footage. It didn't help that the defense attorney, one of them, Richards, used the word logarithm when he meant algorithm. But oh, which I was, uh, yeah. But he's, but it's true because I look, I I looked this up. In fact, I looked it up after the judge said after the judge. If they're, after they were trying to introduce the evidence for another argument, the prosecution, and the judge said, you have to have an expert witness come on and say that this is accurate footage. And the prosecution said, okay, we will. And they didn't return with an expert witness. So I thought, okay, why wouldn't they do that? And then I looked it up and it turns out that when you enhance footage to make it more to enhance the definition say what happens is the pixels that you have in the image are kind of spread out more and Mm -hmm. in order for there not to be just black or white space in between those pixels there's ai that generates a a new pixel that is midway between the color and texture of the pixels surrounding it right so it's it's called a process of interpolation, which I think is funny because of some theory joke that no one would understand. But it, there's this, <laughs> it, it's called interpolation. And so when you're doing that, you are altering an image. You're altering it in such a way that it is no longer a true and accurate representation of the initial image. And it's also, it, it's, it wasn't captured the night of the event. It, it is completely, it's rendered when the image is enhanced. So if mm. I were to enhance the footage right now on my, on my phone or on my computer, then that image is of something that occurred right now. It's, it's right. not of something that occurred on, uh, in August, 2020. Right. Um, because the defense did not make this argument particularly well, this footage was introduced into evidence. I'm not as freaked out about this as so many, uh, you know, online lawyers are, first of all, because online attorneys really like to criticize other attorneys and point out what they did wrong. They just killed the case. They didn't because it's still blurry because even if you decide that it's, it's Rittenhouse pointing his gun, um, it, it, you can't, then he runs, then he flees. And third, it's, physically impossible for him to have pointed the gun the way that they're alleging he is in the photo because then he would have been pointing it high ready and he would have been prepared to fire left-handed which we Mm. never see him doing any time else and 
milliseconds later, there's ground footage that shows him running with the rifle, low ready, prepared to file, fire right-handed. Uh, so there's yeah. just no way. There's just no way. Uh, but uh, so so there's there's that bit, which is it's it'll be interesting to see if the defense will bring that into their their closing arguments. It'll be interesting right. to see how the jury uh, how the jury goes with this. So yeah, and closing arguments are happen Monday, right? Tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I know I'm over here dating this. So um, <laughs> as we're recording this, so but um, depending on when this release, but m- closing arguments happen on eleven fifteen, which which I mean. I, and maybe this is just as I'm getting older, I see things, but I remember, I remember when I was growing up, I felt like cases lasted a long time. They can like, yeah. like trials would last, like, especially like nationally televised trials, like things that were like on the national forefront were typically like one week, two weeks, three, three, four weeks long, like going out and out going, just, just extending out. And I'm like, I feel like the opening statements for this one happened literally just happened last week, you know? And, and I, I mean, and last week was a blur for me. So like in this case could have been going on for two weeks and I just not realize it, but it, it's, it's crazy to just think like, I mean, you have, you've called all your witnesses, you've done all, all your cross examinations and so forth. Um, you've had some witnesses that didn't really help. You've had some witnesses that hurt their, hurt the prosecution's case. I think, I feel like you had some witnesses that, that hurt the, the defendant's case, yeah. um, showing their bias and, 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 and using specific words. And I, if there's anything that I think that this proves is that everything that you do, regardless of whether or not you're working for somebody or, or whatever, or whatever the case may be, can always come back in the end and end up and end up affecting somebody else at some point, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, there's a guy who. So one of the one of the one of the witnesses, I believe, was during cross examination, and they were calling him a journalist. Oh, and this guy. Yeah, and he he typically and the way he was answering questions, I wasn't mad at him. I'm like, you know what? I probably answer questions like that too. I mean, it, it was just kind of like, a, I mean, well, sir, you're the one who who's asking that question. Uh, what do you think that that means? And that's not at all what I said. And all this stuff happened before I worked for this organization. So I don't know how this is relevant to anything with this case. So th- this is how this guy is answering questions. And as a prosecutor, I'll probably be so frustrated because he's not giving me any clear answers that I want. It's a yes or no question and so forth. And he even like, I think the judge at one time, like, Hey, I need you. Like, if, if like, if you're, if you're not going to be up here, answering questions, like you go ahead and step down. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and so, uh, but he got up there and, and I don't think he helped the defense at all. Um, just because of his demeanor, because of the way he was answered it, it, to a jury that doesn't look good. Right. You know, I mean, you, if if you if you're confirming your bias, then that's one thing. Oh, yeah. Well, because he's saying this. And of course, like me as an ANCAP, I'm like, OK, yeah, he's answering questions like that. Like he's not trying to, you know, give you what you need to to, to do to do this or that or the other. But most I've, I've, I got to realize. A lot of people aren't ANCAPs. Like I'm in the minority of minorities, minorities. Like I get that. So the jurors probably will not think like me. I probably will never be on a jury because of how I think, you know, and, and which is, which, I mean, I, I I don't know how I feel about that, but um, I, so when he's answering these questions, like, man, that doesn't help. That doesn't help. That doesn't help, you know? And so I think when, I probably will watch the closings, the, the closing, the closing arguments just to kind of see how every, how they wrap this up. Yeah. Um, but I, 
from what I've seen, I think a fast, kind of similar in the in the Derek Chauvin case. If you get a if the jury turns around in a short period of time, I think they come through on not guilty on all accounts. Like I I don't think that um I think that from a from a certain standpoint, they may try to say guilty on on a very small charge that that because he because he's got more than four charges, right? He's got reckless endangerment. Yeah. yeah. So so they they may charge him with that. They say, oh well, he's guilty on that because he's seventeen years old and he shouldn't be, regardless of whether or not he's allowed to carry a hunting rifle. For those who don't believe that AR-15s can be used as hunting rifles, they definitely one hundred percent can. Um, so, which brings me up another point, which, which it, it's, uh, when, when, when the, when the prosecution was, was cross-examining Kyle and they start talking about hollow points and how a hollow point, it's supposed to get in the body and just explode. And it's, it's literally like, you have done no research on how hollow points are supposed to work. Like they don't explode in the body. Like the reason why they're hollow is be, like the the it's it's like they're supposed to expand, but they don't explode. They expand so they can grab more things. So they so they so they don't fully penetrate whatever you are firing them mm-hmm. at. Like that's the whole point of a hollow point. It has nothing to do with exploding in in the body and and things of that nature. And you're looking at it and you're just like, oh my gosh! Like as a lawyer, you should at least figure out how ammunition is supposed to operate when you fire it. Like if. And they would have a point. They would have a point if he was using a full metal jacket. Like they one hundred percent would. You'd have a. You you would definitely have more of a case for, um, for reckless endangerment and so forth because those are meant to penetrate and keep going through. Like mm-hmm. that is what they do. That's why typically you see most of them on the uh, on, on you only fire those at 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 firearm ranges. And yeah. so, but I. As a as a defense, I would say, of course, it's self defense. Like the guys, they 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 term those those they call them self defense. Um, oh my gosh, I'm a huge brain fart. But self defense rounds. That's what they're called. Self defense rounds. Mm-hmm. Like, and and everything that you do when you're carrying, whether it's uh, for those who don't know, they do have rifle caliber um ammunition that it, that that is deemed as a self defense round. Like it's not it's it's for there, there are a lot, a lot of a lot of ways you can use a firearm, but when they started talking about that, I was like, "Man, you're really not helping your case." And even when they asked him, Kyle gave him that 18 year old look, like, "Are you really asking me that question?" Like, <laughs> I'm not sure that's how that works. Like, <laughs> I'm yeah. not sure that's how that works, kind of thing. And it, and it was it was so funny just just to kind of see that back and forth. But I I, I truly think if it, if if they if this jury comes back and it's fast, like it it it'll be not guilty on, on all accounts. I. But I think personally, they may find him guilty on that reckless endangerment. Mm-hmm. But which I don't, I even from what I've seen, I still don't think he should be found guilty on that charge. But hey, you know, yeah. this I'm I'm the TikTok um, Instagram lawyer, so. Well, but what I've heard from people who are real life lawyers as well as YouTube lawyers and and the like is they I, and these are just predictions that I've heard. I have no clue. What mm. I've heard a lot of people say is they think it's most likely that you get a hung jury which mm. I think is going to be very difficult for people. Um, I don't know if you get a hung jury, whether the prosecution retries this, 
because it's so it's just not a case. And I think it's been demonstrated that it's it's not a case. Right. Um, it doesn't matter whether you think that the law about carrying a weapon is wrong. That's not what's right. on trial here. Exactly. It, it doesn't matter. And by and it's not just provocation. Carrying a weapon in public is not provocation. If no, it's, it's not. Because then anyone who open carries, including the many people who were open carrying ARs that night, would all be charged with provocation. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I heard most likely guesses were for hung jury, then compromise verdict, as you said, and then, uh, then acquittal and then conviction on higher counts. Um, so those, th- that was kind of the, the ranking that I got, but I don't know. It, it is funny going back to the, the prosecution's lack of research on this. You also had some uh, really bizarre line of questioning, first of all, with a Glock versus an AR. That's, that there, there were questions about, well, you couldn't possibly be, have been afraid of Gage Grosskreutz's Glock because you had an AR, and an AR is a bigger gun. Uh, see, and this is the part where I was very impressed with Kyle Rittenhouse because it's very difficult not to go the prosecutor attitude. Right. And uh, that would be the moment where I, and you are not, you're not sympathetic if you give the prosecutor attitude, no matter how much right. of, a, of a jerk they're being. Um, right. Yeah, Glocks are smaller than ARs, therefore they're not a threat. Um, and then this, this questioning about different types of gunpowder residue that uh, can, it's stippling, can be, mm. yeah. Um, can be on the body. Usually if you're closer to the firearm, you have different types. Right. And what one of the prosecutors was trying to say is he was, he was asking one of the experts, well, wait, but if there's a large puff of smoke from the gun, wouldn't that make the stippling go out farther? That, and that was a real question. And me, cause you, you know much more about firearms than I do. And even I'm standing there like, <laughs> no, what? That's not what? how it works. It's <laughs> and and uh, t- the expert witness sort of sounded like the the general who was trying to explain that islands couldn't capsize during that one congressional hearing. It really did. I oh my gosh! This man. So yeah, no smoke can't make stippling go further, even if there's a lot of smoke. And it was a very very bizarre line of questioning. Um, I wanted to get into a, a theory that I have about why this particular case triggers the left so much, because mm. there's actually another case going on. There's the um, case about the the killing of Ahmad Arbery, which in disclosure, I haven't followed very well, but that seems very cut and dry in terms yes. of, I, I feel like there's a much, much higher likelihood of a guilty verdict there. For sure. Yeah. Uh, for, for many reasons. And I don't have a lot of sympathy for the defendants. I could be very wrong, but I really don't. Could not um, agree with you yeah. anymore, one hundred percent. But so why why this case when it does seem, in fact, very much on the side of the defense? And it seems like what this is really about, and and why this makes people upset, is that this is about private property. Yeah. This this is a case about the right to defend private property. And if you're on the far left, I'm not talking about Democrats. If you're on the far, far, far left, the the very notion of private property is nails on a chalkboard. And the idea that you would be justified to defend private property is is anathema. It's sacrilege. And so the left's war is not with the system. And this answers a lot of, of it, it. 
reconciles a lot of incongruities, supposed incongruities that we see with the left being favorable to, to the state and to the government where Wait, aren't they supposed to be against the man? Right. No, they're not against government. They're not against the state. They're against private property. Yep. And then we see that because the individual is the locus of private property, mm-hmm. then being at war with private property, if you're if you're a very very far leftist, is going to when you carry that to its conclusion, it's going to mean being at war with individuality. And I see this in academia already. I see mm. this this or this scourge of of this this atomized individuality. Which yes, atomized individuality is a myth, but that's the idea of the individual as the self owner. That's not a myth, right. and. This is rearing its head now in the way that the left talks about bodily autonomy. Mm-hmm. So it's interconnected. You have the left that attacks private property, then it attacks self-ownership, then it right. attacks self-expression, and then it attacks selves. So yes, atomized individualism, that's a myth, but so is totalized collectivism, and right. that's a myth that requires state violence to enforce. Yes. It so does. that that's my theory about why this no, case is such a I, I I and I I I could not agree with you more um on that partly because it reminds me of something that happened in um right right after George George Floyd so there's a guy who owns a shop and he was sitting in his shop and he wanted to he he wanted to make sure that his shop didn't get destroyed because everybody was getting destroyed out and this was in Minneapolis and People started breaking into his shop, so he started shooting at them, telling them to get out or whatnot. And so he ends up killing somebody, and they they actually because because of Minnesota law, you're not allowed to to use deadly force to protect any right. of your property right. outside of you yourself. Right. You know, which which in the state of Texas is completely different. Um, it's and this is my end cap hat is back on like i i should be able to defend my property um from you stealing it from you aggressing on me i will use force to stop you now i'm not saying shooting everybody up mm-hmm. if, if, if they're coming to your store or whatnot but if the, you know this man is you know according to the law which i'm pretty sure the left is highly excited about that hey this guy just tried to defend his property and He's getting his getting his property taken away from him, you know. So I, I I truly believe that that this is a case that that stems from private property. You know, can I can I hire somebody to protect my business while things are going on? Yeah. Can I protect myself while something is happening to me? Um, those are things that that in essence can stem from this court case. That that can stem from this entire thing. So you, you can have, I mean. With this, you could say, like, as a business owner, like, well, now if I if I want to hire somebody to protect my business, I now don't have people who want to in the midst of all kinds of rioting. Um, I, I because why? Because now they're liable if somebody were to attack them and then they fire back. Now it's like, oh well, now they're going to come after me because I'm over here just trying to protect myself and protect this business, and you know because this owner has invested so much money in it. And so forth. And and then and I remember when all this came out, they said, you know, well, you have you have insurance and you have this and you have that. And it just lets me know that you guys don't understand how insurance works. <laughs> yeah. when, when 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 people say that, it's just like, well, you have you have insurance. It's like most of the time your insurance is not covered rights. It doesn't like 
Which it, is, it, go ahead. No, I was going to say it's really funny because you know it's the you have insurance argument seems to be completely different from the way people understand health insurance. Which right. Is, health insurance doesn't cover for anything, but somehow private property insurance is this magical thing. Right. That that let that makes everything better when you're. Yeah, it makes everything destroyed. better, you know, and 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 one of the reasons why I can't stand that argument is like, okay, let's say I do have insurance. Are you going to reimburse me for the time that I'm losing from not selling these products? Like my insurance, all it does is reimburse me for the products. It doesn't give me additional money for the time that I have to pay these employees. If I'm giving them time off because you're breaking windows, it doesn't pay for the, for, for, for everything else, for all the money that I lose because I'm shut down for three weeks. It doesn't, it doesn't pay for all those things. No insurance does. Let's be real. Like, they they don't why because then your insurance will be through the roof and most of the time your insurance has clauses to where like those mm-hmm. act of god yeah like act of god is not covered in your insurance so if a rock so if a big old boulder comes out of nowhere and lands on your car hey that's an act of god sorry we don't cover that like literally it's happened it's, it's in most insurance clauses yep. and if you and if that is covered I guarantee you're paying three arms and two legs to have that policy because th- because they know how expensive that stuff is going to be. Because if a tree, you know, if, if if something just happens out of nowhere, then they have to replace your entire car. Then you can have random stuff happen to you all the time and your insurance has to pay for that. So it's it's just it's one of those things that they're attacking private property 100 percent. And I, I think um, I, I, I think that ultimately regardless of the outcome, there are going to be some people who are going to be super frustrated Mm -hmm. with whatever happens, Mm -hmm. mainly people on the left. Because of how I think it's going to go, I think the left is going to be up in arms. They're calling this man a white supremacist. Um, They're they're still sticking to the narrative that, like, so I mean, I saw one narrative of the guy fled. Like, he fled. There's like, no, he went home. Oh, well, that's fleeing. Well, he he crossed state lines because he he actually lived in Illinois at the time, so he was fleeing across state lines. Like, he, no, he went home. He attempted to turn himself into the police. They said, "No, go home." They he so, fled to the Antioch Police Department because right. that police, the Kenosha Police Department, wasn't processing anyone. Right. It's oh man, like like there, there's just been so many stupid arguments that I've seen from 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 the lawyers and. From from the the I, I don't mean real lawyers who who actually know law, I, I mean the Instagram lawyers and the TikTok lawyers mm-hmm. and the Facebook lawyers who just know everything about everything. You know the same ones who were who are politicians every four years, and now they're lawyers. They were lawyers w- with George Floyd. They were lawyers with um with with Kyle Rittenhouse. They were politicians last year, and they weren't politicians this year when everything was happening. I didn't see any Facebook posts mm-hmm. about. Um, making sure Virginia was taken care of and New Jersey and all this other kind of stuff or whatnot. Okay. But um, I mean, it's so that they're, they're the conven- I'm gonna call them convenient lawyers. That's what <laughs> I'm gonna call them. Con- convenient lawyers. You know, you go to you go to a convenience store because you run out of milk and you can't go to a grocery store because they're closed. Your 7-Eleven is open 24 hours. They're my convenient lawyers. They have a new name and I hope it sticks. I love that. I love that. I'm going to write that down. Convenient lawyers. <laughs> yeah. No. I, it, well, there there are some because you brought up um, acts of God and and questions about you know fires and arson and mm. this this is an interesting question that I had. So um, early on, the judge ruled that you could not in this case uh, the the people who were killed 
were shot could not be referred to as victims. Now, in modern par- in, tip- in contemporary parlance or just out on the street, I would call these people victims regardless of whether I thought Rittenhouse was guilty or innocent or whatever. Right. But I understand how in the courtroom that can bias a jury because you hear victim, For victim, sure. victim, victim of crime. This is my problem, though. The judge did end up allowing uh, the people who were protesting or demonstrating to be called looters and arsonists. I felt like that was not wrong. I mean, or I felt like that was not okay. I felt like that was wrong. Because, again, looting and arson are crimes. Right. So we're calling these th- this glom of people, an entire body of people. Right. We're calling them people who have committed a crime. And I, I would have preferred, again, me being a Twitter lawyer, me being a convenient lawyer, <laughs> I would have preferred to have the judge admonish that you can't refer to these people as, as arsonists and looters unless they're convicted, unless it's a specific person who is a convicted arsonist in this case. Right. But I don't and know what your thoughts were. I, I, I could see that, but I, I could also see the reverse of these were, if, if you're speaking on the the if if they have I don't want to say if they have like proof or whatnot mm-hmm. because there is no court of law for for these trials like they haven't been convicted of anything or whatnot but you're speaking in general terms of hey were people burning down cities yes like were they setting like like the the what was it like a car lot on fire were they burning cars yes were they breaking windows yes like were they doing these things and so if you know that they were doing that in general and like in general speaking, then I could see why he would allow you, you you to use those terms because those are the same terms that, because that's what, those are the terms that were used to cause Kyle to cut, to be in the situation in which he right. was in. So you so, would go to like witnesses state of mind. Was that at the time I was thinking right. of them as arsonists? Yes. Yes. And, and that, that's where I would go. Whereas from, from the victim standpoint, it's they, that that we are determining whether they're victims or not in this case, mm-hmm. um, a, as opposed to it, now, now. If 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 they were if if they were saying something along the lines of like um, they you wouldn't be able to call directly the um, if 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 they were able to call the guy on the stand. I cannot remember his name. The guy who who got his bicep shot off. Gross for um, his gauge. Yeah. Gauge. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Him. Uh, if they were calling him directly an arson, like, hey, you're an arson and you're a looter and you're a rioter or whatnot, then then if if the prosecution w- would say like, hey, objection, blah, 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 or whatever, then I'd be like, okay, yeah, I could yeah. see that because you're calling him that uh, directly. But ger- general terms, generally speaking, if that's why, why Kyle felt, if that's why the business owner felt the need to reach out to Kyle and his friends to come and protect his business, then that that's kind of where, where where he would be in that. Yeah, I, that yeah. that's my take as, as as a convenience lawyer right now. So <laughs> no, I, I get I get that argument. I, I think you know for the I don't know for, for purposes of and you never just want to be considering optics, but I, I do get that argument. Right, um, for sure. That you know you're moving from a particular case to a general case. I just you know they obviously they were not all arsonists. Right. The, the other question, sure. yeah. The other question that I had too was about jury sequestration. So this jury isn't sequestered, and everyone's saying, "Well, typically they don't sequester juries," and uh, and I mean they typically don't anyhow, right? It's it's, it's right. pretty rare. I feel like this is one of those cases where it would be pretty important to sequester a jury. Mm-hmm. Um, it I and one of their arguments is, well, it costs a lot of money. Okay, 
<laughs> well, we pay taxes, don't we? I mean, exactly. that's a thing. So exactly. sequester a jury when it's something like this, especially when you've got when, when you've got them going home and, and you can't avoid the news and this mm-hmm. is all that's all over the news. Right. So and on either way, so it's, a juror comes home and they see this clip of, of the judge yelling at the prosecutor. That biases mm-hmm. them one way. Yeah. A jury a juror comes home, they they hear some talking head on NBC talking about how Kyle Rittenhouse is a white supremacist that pro, that posed with Proud Boys. That biases them another way. Right. Um so yeah I I I would prefer to have them sequestering the jury if, if we're going to do this. I would too. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I definitely would too. And, and I, I, I can see arguments against this. Like there's no point in sequestering the jury, partly because uh, they've been out and about in the real world right. for the past year or so, you know, hearing whatever, whatever media outlet that, that they normally listen to anyway, you know, so if they, if they, if they, I'm going to be honest. If you probably watch MSNBC, then you probably already think Kyle Rittenhouse is a white supremacist. Like you probably already think that, you know, if if you watch Fox News regularly and you're a fan of Fox News, you probably will say Kyle Rittenhouse is a hero um, because he killed some pedophiles like 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 that's that is what you would that is what you would think. And so and so only playing devil's advocate, even though I 100 percent believe that that they should be sequestered because you do have the, the videos of the judge. You know, mm-hmm. yelling at the prosecution, saying this, that, or the other, you know, whatnot, which they don't nor they wouldn't normally see. Yeah. Um. So, but I, I think in today's society, in today's day and age, like it is very, it's very hard for people to, to um, to cut them off from society in that sense of hey, no, no television, no phones, anything like that, you know, and and it's, I guarantee you could have somebody hollering like abuse that's mental abuse right put these people in prisons right. or whatnot now i'm i'm not saying that that is the case at all mm-hmm. D- hear what like like do, don't think that i'm implying that, that these people need to be suffering and so forth like because you that, that people will say hey i'm suffering because i don't have my phone on me like no but no. i could see somebody in some in some way shape or form saying this is abuse because i don't have my phone and that's that's my means of communication my means of relaxing that's how i read that's how i do whatever and and all this uh, some excuse for them to not to be sequestered to and and so that you know they're saying it's gonna cost them too much money i think that and it'll be less of a headache for them they'll be like all right whatever and if it's a mistrial i think the prosecution just doesn't care because they're like eh well we did what we thought we were supposed to do because because the only reason why the only reason why they were they're bringing charges is because of public outcry. That was the only reason why. Because at first it wasn't an immediate like, "Hey, we're pressing charges." It was like a, "Well, we're go- we're kind of going away. We're kind of going away. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see." And then finally, it was like, a, "Okay, I guess we'll press charges," kind of thing. So you you almost feel bad for this prosecutor, almost. Um, yeah, almost. But, Even though he comes off, he comes across as a jerk, right? Because he just got handed this case. I mean, no one, yeah. no one said he didn't choose to take this case, and so it was like, right. here, good luck. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe you know, put together some suit tie handkerchief combos. Which, okay, this is my unpopular opinion. I don't mind the the tie handkerchief Apple Watch bands coordination pin coordination that's something that i would do yeah it's it's honestly it's more like a defense attorney thing uh you don't see prosecutors doing it typically exactly uh, 
yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I feel like if there is a conviction, there are certainly grounds for, for a mistrial, um, mm-hmm. all, you know, on account of, first of all, the judge saying directly to the prosecutor, I don't believe you're acting in good faith. When you say you're acting in good faith, I don't believe you. And that's, that's textbook. That's like written in, if, if the pro, if, you know, bad faith on, from the prosecution would be grounds for mistrial. Right. Um, so yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting if it's a hung jury. I'm kind of, you know, holding my breath because if it's a hung jury, nobody feels like they've seen justice. I don't think that right. right-wing commentators are entirely innocent on this either. I think that no. there's been some drumming up. Um, you know, they want justice for Kyle, which for them means acquitted on all counts. And if that doesn't right. happen, I worry that you would actually see some some right-wing backlash, which is then that's met with further left-wing backlash. And so I, I don't think that there's been a, there's been some irresponsibility, uh, certainly yes, from sure. from the right wing as well. Definitely. So, guys, whatever you need to do, if you're going to comment on this trial, please make sure that you do not become a convenience lawyer and you only listen to 45 second um, stints of the trial. That, that doesn't mean that just because you've listened to this entire episode that you're now an expert on the case, because, again, like I said, I haven't even watched the whole thing. There have been parts that I've missed and so forth. But you always want to make sure that you are doing your due diligence in, in researching these things so you don't so you don't come out looking stupid like everybody who was saying OJ was innocent. But um He's he's innocent in criminal court, Maurice. In criminal I will court not he is hear otherwise. Hey, in criminal Criminally court he innocent. is. But hey, he wrote he's bold enough to write a book <laughs> to say, if I'd have done it. <laughs> if i did it oh man so but um but but guys thank you so much for listening um thank you for listening to another episode um if you made it this far that means you rock with us a little bit and we appreciate you we really do um please share this episode with somebody who you feel needs to hear it um there they there are i I assure you there are probably we come from different angles than than most people who you guys listen to probably because we're libertarians i'm an ancap um, and, and so I, I'm crazy like that, which is perfectly fine. I'm crazy like that, but, um, share it with somebody who you, who you feel like needs to hear this. Follow us on all the forms of social media in which we were on. It's Instagram, Twitter, both of us personal and, and the civil discord, um, podcast as well too. Please, please, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple podcast. I got it right this time. Cause I butchered it. Of the whole ending last time. Please leave us a five star rating and review. Let us know how we're doing. Please give us some feedback in those comments while giving us five stars, of course. Uh, follow us on Spotify or wherever you catch your podcast. Please, 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 please do all that. If you do all that, we will be back again with another episode of Civil Discord. Until next time, y'all be easy. Stay fierce. <laughs>